Welcome to the Beachy Moondoom Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. All right, so we're back. We are back. For chapter two. I know. It, in, on my tablet, it looked like it may have been two pages. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was <laughs> it quite short. It wasn't a page and a half. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you didn't have time for it this week, there's a real problem. <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, just pause this and go read it real quick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back. Right. Uh, but it's still packed with meaning. Yeah, it's right? incredible how much, yeah. Um, he talks about uh, how... It seems selfish to yeah. want to acquire interior peace. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Is yeah, it selfish, you know, what, Tina? Well, what's, what struck me about it was he said it seems selfish in the world in which we live with mm. a whole bunch of suffering going on around us that we would want interior peace. And so um, uh, and, you know, it, it, and I that struck me because even if I look around at, you know, the news feeds of the day, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't write this um, little book yesterday, <laughs> there is so much suffering and uh, craziness happening right. that it feels like, you know, the, the whole country uh, wants to come apart at the seams, you know, and uh, and so any number of things that you can see on TV. Uh, would cause unrest in, in the soul. And so, you know, I myself have gone back and forth between uh, fasting from the news, thinking I don't need to put this in my head. It's it's impacting my, you know, my sanity and my uh, peace of mind. But then, then a part of me says, but shouldn't I know what's going on in the world? Shouldn't I be praying uh, into and praying about the mayhem that's happening? Shouldn't I know what's going on? And shouldn't I feel that unrest in my soul? So yeah, so he he's talking about uh, in the book, this uh, unrest, and isn't it selfish to not want to you know, be bothered with those things. And he mentions Buddha and, uh, you know, this sort of, um, uh, you know, I don't know what Buddha is about, but I, I think it's just forgetfulness or not thinking about anything or just, um, right. Right. Yeah. He goes into it in another mm-hmm. book on prayer where he yeah. talks about sort of the distinction between yeah. contemplation, which we are, we are, uh, contemplating yeah. and in relationship with someone. Whereas yeah. he says that in the Eastern mysticism, there's this, um, uh, this leap into nothing. Yeah. Um, and you're not doing that. You're clearing away everything yeah. so that you can be with God, not yeah. clearing away everything to be with nothing. Right. Right. So he refers to the fact that, um, uh, the world's peace is sort of being at peace and not having to pay attention to any of this stuff you know, the, the needs or the wants of our neighbor. And so uh, I'm going to pull it up here on my tablet just to see exactly how he puts it. He says, um, uh, and it was the question, how then can we propose this as one of the principal goals of our efforts when there is so much suffering and misery in the world? And he says, to this, we must first reply that that the peace of which we speak is that of the Gospels. It has nothing to do with any type of impassivity, extinction of sensitivity, cold indifference, or being wrapped up in oneself. 
of which uh, the teachings of Buddha or certain tenets of yoga may give an image. And uh, he goes on to say, and I found this quite fascinating, on the contrary, as we will see later, it is the necessary corollary of love of a true sensitivity, the sufferings of other and an authentic compassion. So I looked up that word corollary because I, that for some reason that struck me. I thought, what is this word corollary? Mm -hmm. And, and, um, uh, and I kind of had a vague idea of what it would be, but I, I love language and, and I wanted to get to the, to the depths of what, what he was trying to say. And so the Latin root of, of the noun, um, corollarium, um, translates into a garland given as a reward. So, um, kind of like a small crown, it says sometimes given to actors in addition to their pay. And so I saw that, uh, you know, I read that to mean that, um, that, uh, that participating in or knowing the sufferings, um, are, are the, actually the crown of love. I mean, that is, that is love, um, for us. And so it's not, uh, it's not to be without peace. Um, and he went on to say that to know about the peace uh, or the, um, the sufferings of another, uh, to be able to know one's own sufferings, um, is a real way, um, to be able to, uh, help the other you know, to love the other and, and to be in uh, communion, if you will, with the other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the whole point. We acquire the interior peace, not, not for ourselves, but for others. Right. And, and almost in knowing the sufferings of the other and being attuned to them, it kind of gets us out of ourself. Right. We, you know, we, we think, um, and, and move for love of the other, uh, to alleviate, uh, their suffering, uh, and kind of, we get out of ourselves, you know, we're not so self-focused. And maybe that's where the discernment of whether to watch the news comes into play. Yeah. If you are, uh, consuming this information and then getting all spun up inside yourself about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like what, what am I going to do? How does Mm -hmm. this affect me? Mm -hmm. What action should I take? And granted, there's there's prudence, right? We, ke- we keep an eye on certain things so that we know, okay, you know, they're expecting everyone to go into quarantine. We should get some food or, or I'm not talking about that. I'm more talking yeah. about just sort of the general consumption of the yeah. news and the media, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That if it's getting us sort of in, back on ourselves, mm-hmm. then it's then it's not a good thing, right? Right, right. to be consuming. But if we're right. if we're seeing the headlines and then we're praying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're asking the Lord to help these people, right, yeah. or we're entering into the suffering of others, or it helps us better in our daily walk to enter into the suffering of others, yeah. then maybe that's a good thing for sure. And maybe we kind of have to go back and forth on it. I mean, I find well, that. I think so. I think know. so. I think it's real easy to. Um, I think sometimes it also depends on what we're, what our disposition of mind is or heart is when we watch or look at anything or read anything. You know, sure. we can have it for curiosity's sake, and uh, and nothing more. Uh, we can have it for um, argument's sake. And nothing more. Um, and so I think it it's just a disposition of where our heart is, maybe. Yeah. And I think it takes time to get there. Mm-hmm. I, I think of Mother Teresa and how she had this interior peace that she brought with her everywhere she went. And she saw some pretty horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but it didn't it didn't rack her mind and, and make her unable to do what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that the journey to 
interior peace can be a long fought battle, but once acquired, yeah, can really make a difference. So I think he he is it Saint Stephen of yeah. Um, was it um, Saint Seraphim? Yes, Saint Seraphim. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how 16 years he was a monk, then yeah. 16 years yeah. a hermit, <laughs> and then 16 years gave of the fruit of all of that. Yeah. And gave people all of this wisdom yeah. and, and help in times of need. So here's someone who spent 32 years working to acquire interior peace before they mm-hmm. actually did anything good for anybody else. Right. Now, would we say that was a selfish saint? I don't think so because I don't think his goal was um, his goal was God for sure, and his mm-hmm. goal was to be there for others. And for a while, he had to push some things away. Yeah, and what's interesting about it is they say that the people who came to him left feeling um, uh, lifted up or or better. You know that, that their spirits were were better for it, uh, and I think that that's just a, a fruit of it, not something that. Um, I think that was something that was done in him. Yeah. Um, and uh, not something that he did of himself. Yeah. You know, and so he was able to to empty himself in order to to allow God uh, to to work through him, uh, which I think touches a little bit on the chapter before that. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being the pencil in God's hand yeah. that we mm-hmm. kind of talked about, like mm-hmm. um, allowing God to work because we aren't all a mess inside. Right. Um, it makes me think like practically speaking, we know this to be true. Some of my favorite, uh, scenes in, in war movies where it's about, you know, different heroes in the battlefield. And, um, I've black Hawk down comes to mind. If any Mm -hmm. of our viewers have, have seen that one, um, or, uh, or another Mel Gibson movie uh, about the Vietnam War, but they, you know, these commanders on the field, one of the one of the younger guys is freaking out over the radio, not able to like communicate mm-hmm. what the needs are, and you know, this the the commander coming over and saying, "Soldier, I need you to take a breath. I need you to calm down, and I need you to." communicate effectively, but they're not saying this yelling, screaming. They're extremely calm in the midst of the battle Mm -hmm. and they're telling this and it sort of like gets transferred over to them. Now that's like the practical human Mm -hmm. experience, Mm -hmm. but I think it makes sense. So then spiritually, what are we going to communicate if we're all astir everywhere? (laughs) How are we going to communicate (laughs) that? that? It's so fun because the last line of this chapter says, otherwise more often than not, they would simply be communicating their own restlessness and distress. Mm. You know, and it's funny. I mean, I think when when we in our own lives, whether it's spiritual distress um, or uh, earthly distress, just a, a fact of of being alive and the different things that are happening in our lives, you know, we we can get. Uh, it can throw us off and we can just sort of run with that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that. Uh, it takes, um, as Saint Seraphim says uh, in here from the quote, that you know it takes years of, of of prayer, of grounding oneself in uh, in prayer and uh, in God and reflecting on that. So when things get crazy, one is responding like the commander you talk about, you know, very calmly and matter-of-factly, knowing um, who they are and who God is, and uh, and that God is who he claims to be, faithful and, uh, and all-powerful and all-knowing, and he is in command. He is right. in charge. Right. And so he says to a soldier... <laughs> 
<laughs> right, right. Christian Calm soldier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calm yeah. down. Um, you know, it's not. And I think sometimes when we get crazy like that, it's because we we forget that it's it's not in our control and it's not for us to do. We forget to stop mm-hmm. and turn to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, um, I need you, you know, yeah. and um, I need you to go into this battle with me. Uh, and instead, I think we, we feel like we're alone uh, because we can't see God and he doesn't seem readily present to us. And um, he isn't like you know our next door neighbor. We we can knock on the door and and uh, and 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 have him tangibly come out and help us. But he is uh, there if we can if we can really trust the fact that God is there, even more so than our neighbor. Sure. <laughs> even mm-hmm. more so than the person that we can see. Um, then we would maintain our peace. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think bottom line is it's not selfish to do so, right? right. I think that's For kind sure. of the point yeah. of his chapter. Like yeah. it's not – it's actually charitable to right. be a person of, of interior peace. Right, right. And, uh, and, and sometimes we need that other person in our life who has that peace to right. say, right. do what's in front of you. Take a deep breath, right. <laughs> right? Right. But it's because they are connected with God and they know right. that he is who he says he is. Right. And I think that's a good point. You know, if there's people in your life that you know maintain this kind of peace, um, that you know you can go to and they can they can be the voice of God that says to you, soldier, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> calm Absolutely. down. And the um, reason they can communicate that is because they themselves are in communication with God. Exactly. They're trustworthy. Yeah, they're trustworthy. Um, their life is a trustworthy example of that. Right. Right. Well, this is great. Well, until next time, Tina, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray for us. Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Beachy Mundo. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you. We look forward to talking with you soon.